Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Classical Music Decoded, and I'm Dino Madrumathu. It's raining as I record this podcast, so my apologies if the sound of rain comes through, along with the odd crack of thunder. But I suppose loud, threatening thunderstorms are part of what makes summers memorable here on the high felt of South Africa. This episode is about Edvard Grieg's Piano Concerto in A Minor, which is a perennial concert favourite. It's exciting and dazzling, beautifully melodic, and the third movement has that folkish charm that's characteristic of many Grieg compositions. Grieg was a Norwegian nationalist, but he was of Scottish descent. His great-grandfather left Scotland in the mid-1700s and settled in Bergen in Norway. His surname was Greg, G-R-E-I-G. But at some point, this was changed to Grieg, G-R-I-E-G, to better assimilate into Norwegian society. As a child, Edvard Grieg received his first music lessons from his mother. He made great strides, and while still a teenager, his talents came to the attention of the Norwegian composer Ole Bornemann Bull. He advised Grieg's parents to send their son to Leipzig Conservatory for serious study. One of the teachers at Leipzig was Ernst Wenzel, who was a friend of Robert Schumann. He imparted to Grieg an admiration for that composer's music. After finishing in Leipzig, Grieg moved to Copenhagen for further study. It was here that he got involved in an organization that promoted Scandinavian music. He befriended a fellow Norwegian named Richard Nordrak, who was a dedicated advocate of Norwegian folk music and convinced Grieg of the wealth of inspiration that lay therein. This marked Grieg's induction into Norwegian nationalism. He said, From Nordrak, I learned the nature of Norwegian folk tunes and my own nature. It was this experience that helped Grieg establish his identity as a composer who was rooted in the folk music of his native land. He began composing the Piano Concerto in 1868 while in Denmark and completed it once he returned home to Norway. On a trip to Germany, he met Franz Liszt, who had a reputation for being kind and supportive to young composers. Grieg showed him the score and asked Liszt for feedback. Brilliant pianist that he was, Liszt sight-read the concerto from beginning to end and it gave him enormous enjoyment. He said to Grieg, Go on and don't let anything scare you. This gave the young Grieg an enormous shot of confidence. The premiere of the concerto took place in Copenhagen in 1869 to much acclaim. It was Grieg's breakthrough piece. It established him as a composer of note. While he was studying in Leipzig, Grieg attended a performance of Robert Schumann's Piano Concerto in A minor. The soloist was the brilliant Clara Schumann, who was married to Robert. Towards the end of his life, in 1903, in an interview Grieg revealed that he was deeply affected by that performance, and there is little doubt that the Grieg Concerto was influenced by the Schumann work, The beginning of each concerto is very similar in style. There's a dramatic opening that grabs the attention, leading to a more subdued section. Greek's concerto starts off with a drum roll and a dramatic descending line played by the piano. This functions as a bookend of sorts, as it begins 
and ends the movement. The opening theme is played by the woodwinds and orchestra, and then taken up by the piano. The second theme contrasts with the first as is the custom in many, many concerto works, and this second theme is introduced by the strings. Thereafter, the piano joins in, and the sound of the trumpet signals the beginning of the development. For a brief moment, Grieg throws forward to the third movement by introducing the Herling, a Norwegian folk dance, but we'll come to that later. In the second movement, the opening theme is introduced by the strings, and the French horn joins in towards the end, adding a bit of warmth. There's a brief piano introduction before the second theme is played by the pianist.
This movement is restful and it strikes a lovely balance in that it's tranquil without inducing boredom. Let's take a look at the third movement and this is where Grieg gives expression to his nationalist leanings. This movement is based on a Norwegian folk dance called a herling. I'd like to return to the first movement because it's there that Grieg introduced the dance. Now here in the third movement it starts with strong rhythms played on the piano. There's a contrasting section introduced by the flute. This provides a bit of a rest from the bustling rhythm of the herling. The piano takes up the flute part before the folk dance returns. The movement continues with solo piano passages and ends with a fanfare by the brass. It's a bit interesting that Grieg was actually a composer who leaned towards small piano works. That's unusual considering that his first major success was this large form concerto. But the piano concerto and the Pier Gint suite showed that when Grieg did turn his talents towards the orchestra, he was pretty good at it. I'm Dino Madrumuthu. You can follow me on Twitter and my handle is at Dino, D-E-A-N-O underscore M-A-D. You can email me at cmdecoded at vivaldi.net. This episode of Classical Music Decoded was produced by Cantata Media. Thanks for listening, and feel free to take a listen to the other episodes in the series.